put snappy intro here. It's the news, according to me. Well, good morning. It is Monday morning. Eight forty one AM twenty twenty three. It is September eleventh. And if you think January sixth was worse than September eleventh. You are absolutely insane. I remember September 11th like it happened yesterday. I was... uh, I was an airline pilot at the time. One of the individuals, the uh, fellow who was the first officer in the United Airlines flight that hit one of the towers, I had met him. Just a very brief meeting. Hi, how are you? We, we, I was in a crash pad in Chicago at that time. And um, he had just been leaving that crash pad. And he just left that crash pad, just moved out. And uh, I, I just happened to say hi to him. I just happened to be there when he was there, said hi to him. Didn't, never had a conversation with him. He was a very real person. And for the people who call the whole thing a hoax, again, you're just as insane as the people who think that January 6th was just as bad. People who retort such rhetoric really need to seek help because they're not living in reality. They, they either are knowingly lying pathologically Or they have to delusionally bring this stuff up and and make it out to be something it isn't because they have to soothe their own conscience. They have to somehow manipulate people with them. We're going to get into that a little bit. I I just want to, once again, take a moment to remember what happened on September 11th. 3,000 people killed in a matter of an hour. The first people who died that day were flight attendants. 
The next ones were the pilots. And I get it. I get it. I get why we have extra security concerns at checkpoints now. And I'm very patient and very cordial. And I try to be congenial with the people who, when I go through the airport, they search my bags as an airline pilot. They search my bags. What are you looking for exactly? Do you think I'm going to take over the airplane with my nail clippers? They do a 10-year background check. Go through all kinds of hoops, jump through all kinds of things, take all kinds of tests. And you want to search my bags. Well, I, I guarantee you it's not what's in a pilot's bag. It's what's in his head that you really need to be concerned about. Pilots step up there every day. Knowing that they are they're a target. That's what, that's what that's what all the security is supposed to be about. TSA is supposed to be there to protect the pilots and the crew. And they're the ones who are subjected sometimes more to security searches. It is absolutely asinine and pathetic. And some, most of the TSA people know that. They roll their eyes as they're, as they're searching through a pilot's bags. They apologize. Pilots are trained to get you from point A to point B as safely and as smoothly as possible. The security of that aircraft is in the hands of the captain. And they add that much more stress to their lives. Trying to get enough sleep and then get to the airport, get through security, and they get slowed down and they get chewed out by their employer for being late to the aircraft. pathetic. We have uh, in my cup this morning, we have chai latte with Cinnabon creamer. And I have a standby cup, but it's not on my desk. It is a whole flight of stairs away and there's no way I'm going to get to it. It's, I have sweet tea, mucho bunches of it that I just made this weekend. <clears throat> up there in the refrigerator. I even have it in a glass, but I just didn't bring it down. I just forgot to bring it down to my little booth down here. Now, tomorrow morning has a good possibility that there will be a show um, from the worldwide headquarters tomorrow morning. However, it's, it's still very questionable whether that's going to happen or not. I, I don't know. I don't know. 
don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Um, I do have some chores I have to get to today. If I don't get to those today, I'll have to do them tomorrow morning, which is going to cause, you know, delays. So hopefully I'll be able to squeeze in what should be a normal day. I have, um, again, this weekend, I'm not sure where I'm going to end up. I, I, I should have a show tomorrow, though. Uh, and then possibly another show sometime during the week, but I'm not sure exactly how that's all going to go. We'll just have to see how, how it works, all, all works out here. But, but see how it goes. We have um, a lot to talk about today. One of the things that this uh, – a couple of things that kind of go together a little bit. Uh, there's a couple of videos that I want to play the audio to. One of them is Chunk Uger. Chunk. I think it's Chunk Uger. I call him Chunk. The man is a, a – you want to talk about a despicable pig. Uh, I, don't, I don't like to call people names. I really don't. But this man is an absolute, absolute enemy of our nation, and he knows it. He knows what he's doing. He does not like our Constitution. He does not like this nation. He does not like what it stands for. And he tries to subvert it on every level. He is a deceptive liar, and I, I just – to the core, this man needs to repent. He needs to come clean. He needs to confess. The transgressions against this, the people of this country. But I digress. I have a... Um, Couple of couple of audios that I want to play, but I also just want to talk about some things that are happening around the nation. Um, the news media, J Joe Biden, is fumbling and bumbling more than ever. It is. It is. Last couple of times he's spoken in public have just been absolutely pathetic. It, it is. It's really bad. It has gotten really bad. Um, he stammers and stutters and doesn't know where he's going and just sounds like a bobbling old man. He, 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 he went, I believe he was overseas or was meeting with a, a leader from another country and was doing some weird things. And then they had this $50 million upgrade to the situation room. They remodeled the situation room. And he, he got this, it was $50 million, by the way. $50 million. That, they didn't buy new, new real estate. They didn't buy new, a, build, a new building. They didn't put up a new building. This is just a remodeling of the old one. $50 million. Where do you suppose some of that money went? I'm sure that they can account for every little nut, bolt, and screw that they put in that place. $50 million. for a remodeling of the Situation Room. And he's going through it, and he's looking at some of the stuff that's in there, and he's, he's oh, he says, oh, look at this. Oh, wow. Oh. They're telling him what some of the stuff is, and he gets confused and lost and bumbles around and doesn't. He looks like a doddering old man. I, I'm sorry, but the, the guy looks like he he's got out of a nursing home. Like he snuck out. Or they kicked him out. I'm not sure which. I think it's caught on video again, 
uh, this young lady was, she was probably 15, 12, 15, 13. I don't know. Some, she was pretty, pretty young girl. And he says something to her about her being, being a sexy, sexy little girl or something like that. And he backs up and says, don't tell your mom what I told you. Now, I don't know if this thing was doctored or not. It very, it very well could have been. Because it was on the internet. It was on, it's like a TikTok thing or a, a shorts on YouTube or something, something to that effect. And it very well could have been. And then they said, we're, we're video, you, you know, we're recording you. And he, oh, and he backs up and he goes, you know, he kind of acts kind of surprised and kind of, kind of tries to laugh it off and joke it off. Now, if he really did that, that's, and of course, now these, I, there are people who are saying, yeah, he absolutely, this is real. This is absolutely real. Uh, that, so I don't know. I, here's the sad part. I would not put it past him. It's, it's very believable. Because everything else he's he did in this video, he's done before. He said those things before. By the way, his daughter's diary, it was real. It was her diary. The things she said about him, about inappropriate showers, very real. The accusations from a particular individual who worked for his campaign. Very real. But Donald Trump is the pig, apparently. Donald Trump is the monster. Under Joe Biden's administration, we've had more censoring than ever. The administration worked with Google, with YouTube, Twitter, all of the above tech organizations to, and social media organizations to censor people during COVID and during the election, any other topic that they wanted to have control of. And yet Donald Trump is the fascist. Do you know what fascism is? They, they, they just throw it out there. Fas fascism. It's... They, they associate it with racism. They, they think it's fascist is racist, racist and they're, or it's like highly controlling, dictatorial, fascists. Um, we have more of a dictator in office right now, or at least this administration. I'm not going to say the guy in the office is. People who control him. When he's, when he's up there and saying, ask his staff, is there anything else, more else I need to say? I'm just following orders here. Well, the question is, who's giving you the order, sir? You are the executive head of the executive branch. And you're following orders from who? We need to know. We need to know who you're following orders from, sir. We, the American people, elected you, not somebody else, to tell you what to do. This is upside down, backwards, and inside out. And we're supposed to just take it as, oh, that's just old Joe just being, oh, so look how humble he is. Oh, he's just trying to follow orders and do what he's supposed to do. No, sir. We did not hire you 
to be a lackey. And I, for one, wasn't in favor of hiring you to begin with. But apparently 81 million people did. They just love you. So what are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? Well, now the media is turning on Joe Biden because he's failing so miserably. His, his poll numbers are at the lowest they've ever been. And they're not going to get any better, folks. They are not going to get any better. Now, I know right now that there is a war room going on in the Democrat Party. And they are going to try to figure out they're going to they're going to play, they're playing out. And this is I think this has actually been somebody actually tapped into this. I don't know if it's Tucker Carlson or some or John Solomon might have been John Solomon. Actually found out what they're doing in this war room scenario stuff that they're doing. They're playing out all the possibilities. Now, if they had their choice, I think the person that they were going to choose to put in place of Joe Biden is going to be Gavin Newsom. It's not going to be Kamala Harris. They're playing out every scenario that they can possibly think of. And right now, the scenarios, here's, here's how I think they, they're, they're looking at it. First of all, you've got Kamala Harris. She's a potential. If Joe steps down right now, she becomes president. Now, Congress can act, I think the Senate has to, has to vote a certain way on who becomes, I think there has to be some kind of an approval process. If Joe Biden, Biden dies, uh, Kamala immediately steps into the role of president. She doesn't become president until a formal signing of some paperwork and bills and it's all process stuff. But she steps in as the acting president. And then she becomes president. So the left is playing this out in several ways. They're going to try to play it as, oh, we have the first black female president in our party. That's what they're going to try to do. They will try to play that up. Now, whether they will allow her to run again, I don't know. In 2024, they probably will. They'll they'll prop up whoever. It's vote blue, no matter who. That's that's their that's their philosophy. They stay lockstep in that whole process. And in the process, Nancy Pelosi now has come out and said she's going to run again in 2024. What? Are you kidding me? So if over a year from now, about a year and a half from now, she's going to be sworn in to run another two years to be there for another two years. She will be 175 years old, I think, by the time she's done. I, I, she, 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 this is ridiculous. But, you know, and this is what she says. She says, well, right now it's just too important. We, we, must, we must win this election and we must focus on, you know, what, is, what exactly, what exactly is it she's doing to make sure that they win this election? Why does she need to be in place to win this election? What exactly is going on here? Babylon B put out a, a funny meme. They said, Nancy Pelosi throws her hat in the ring to have two more years of insider training. 
which is what she does. She does insider trading. So that's what she's, that's what they're. <laughs> she wants another two years of insider trading. This is the mentality. And I've dealt with, this is in any kind of leadership role. I've seen this before. It's too important that we, you know, this, this situation that we're in, we have to have good leadership to get us out of the situation. Well, excuse me, but uh, you were the one leading us into this situation. Now, this, there's, I'm talking mostly about California. She, she, she was talking about, you know, California needs, you know, good representation to lead us out of this, this, tr this uh, troubling times. And yet you were the one in charge when we got into these troubling times. Now, this is, this is the, the standard plea to people, which we need, we, you need my experience to get us out of this. Uh, your experience got us into it. Uh, now, the, this happened one time. I was in a, a union situation. And I was saying that we need, we need to remove the leadership in the union. The union, got, union made a whole bunch of really stupid mistakes. They, they just did a bad job in negotiations. I, I'm not a very pro-union guy. I just, I just, sometimes they're kind of a necessary evil, but I just, I just don't like unions. Uh, the marketplace sometimes bears out its own thing and it takes time sometimes, but in the, in the, day, the days, the, the usefulness of unions have kind of passed because there is enough labor laws and that kind of thing to, to protect most labor situations. Uh, the union themselves now have just become a political arm of the left wing. They raise a lot of money. There's a lot of cash flowing. They get a percentage of everybody's wages. And then they get the power. And you get these people in charge of the unions who are very shady characters. Have all kinds of nefarious uh, motives. But what ends up happening, because power, you know, ultimate power corrupts. And it's, uh, these people get power hungry the the unions themselves now um what ends up happening we, with this particular situation was i was saying we need to clean house vote in new new leadership and you know change the whole thing up now this guy who was the head of our local not our local but our our company MEC guy. He was, uh, he came back with a statement, you know, people, people are talking about having new leadership right now. I said, this is very important right now during this time that this, that we're going through these negotiations and going through this, this troubled time and re, redoing all these things. We need people in, in, in place with experience. Oh, really? Because your experience is what got us into this mess. The union ended up suing the company because of they got because they got hornswoggled by the company. The company pulled a fast one on them, and I the whole time I'm saying I no I think we should sue the union. The union was the one who went along with it. The union was the one that was pushing this on the group. The union should be punished for this. Both of them should be punished. They both did something wrong. So the union uh, went through the process of arbitration and all kinds of things, and they finally – and they ended up uh, getting – winning the case, winning the arbitration a couple of years later. And, of course, they settled 
for a much lesser amount for a one-time payout. Of course, that ended up being like 20% of what we were supposed to get, what we lost. But they were happy. That's all that matters. Good for them. I had long since left the, that company after that. The arbitration was settled, I actually. I did get a check, but it's much less than what I should have gotten. And I had long, long left the company. And I, so at that point, I didn't, uh, wasn't much more for me to say about it. But I, was, I had left because of that whole thing. But that was partially because of everything that happened. Just, I was just sick and tired of it. That part, I wasn't going to participate in it anymore. Well, these people who get into, get into power now think that they, they have to be there to make sure, because I have all this experience. This is like O'Connell. Thinks he has to be there. Going to finish out his term because it's really important that he's there. And it's not about him. Any, anybody could do his job. It's about the machine around him. I've talked about this before, but it's about all these people around him. It's about this, his whole administration, his connections, the stuff he's got going on under the table. He's got, he's got to finish all that stuff out. He's caught himself in a web here. He's got all these people around him that have to deal with all this stuff. They have to remain in place because it's all those people gone. McConnell leaves and all those people are gone. Most of them. There's still be a few people hanging around going, being ready ready for the next next guy who steps in. It is a web of goo that I just don't want to really think about too much. They they have, uh, so these people are that way. That's just the way they are. And that's why... You want to talk about fascism. Now, this Chunk Uger guy talking about fascism. I want to play this audio. I think I can play it here. Uh, hopefully, I will not have anything come through like a phone call or anything because I just had a phone call come in a minute ago. But I'm going to play this, this uh, video here real quick. We'll see if I can get this. Uh... Yeah, here we go. I'm tired of these guys. We're doing a petition. And so, look, uh, the petition Chunk, is, doing a petition. Out, uh, I put it Joe a Biden. lot more politely than that because a lot of people love Joe Biden for whatever reason. They just think he's too old and he's going to lose. I 100% agree that he's going to lose. So we're doing a petition. President Biden, please drop out. And I put it very nicely, President Joe Biden has had a long and history career in American government. He rescued us from the possibility of a second Trump term, and we appreciate his service to the country. But at this point in time, we must have a strong, healthy candidate to make sure we avoid a fascist takeover of our government, etc. A fascist takeover of our government. We appreciate that he rescued us from a, another four years of Trump. And to avoid a fascist takeover of our government, a fascist takeover of our government. There's that word again. Now, I think I've read the definition of fascism several times on this. uh, Let's see if I can find it again here. Fascism, there it is. Define fascism. This is interesting because it goes... It always, a, it, it always goes into this whole racist thing. A system of government marked by centralized, centralization of authority under a dictator, a capitalist economy, subject to stringent governmental controls, violent suppression of the opposition, and typically a policy of belligerent nationalism and racism. Typically, that's, typically that's not part of a definition. 
a political uh, philosophy or movement based on or advocating such a system of government, oppression, dictatorial control. This is not a very good definition of the word fascism. This is the top one that comes out when you try when you look at it, even on DuckDuckGo. It's not a very good definition of it. Uh, a political philosophy movement or regime such as that of the fascist that exalts na- nation and often race above the individual and that stands for a centralized autoc- uh, autocratic government headed by a dict- dictatorial leader. Severe economic and social regimentation and forcible suppression of opposition. Fascism politically ideolo- political ide- ideology <laughs> – Political ideology and mass movement that dominated many parts of central, southern, and and eastern Europe between 1919 and and 1945, and that also had adherence to Western Europe, United States, South Africa, Japan, Latin America, and the Middle East. Here's the Cambridge Dictionary. That was was the, the last one was the Britannica. A political system based on a very powerful leader, state control of social and economic life, and extreme pride in country and race. Now, this this extreme pride in country and race thing has just been added in the last four or five years. With no expression of political disagreement, allowed fascist adjective. Uh, he left Germany when his fascist when the fascists took over. Uh, fascism is a far here, here, this, this is the one this is this is Wikipedia's version. They they put political stuff into it. Fascism is a far right authoritarian ultranationalist political ideology and movement characterized by dictatorial leader, centralized autocracy, militarism, forcible suppression of opposition, belief in a natural uh, social hierarchy. Subordination of individual interests for the perceived good of the nation and race and so it goes on from there. Uh, here's uh, def- fascism definition and meaning. Uh, this is uh, dictionary.com. Commonly confused, period. All writing tips, sometimes initial capital letters in a governmental system led by a dictator having complete power forcibly suppressing opposition and criticism, regimenting all industry, commerce, etc., and emphasizing an aggressive national nationalism and often racism. Now, the, 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 at the core of fascism, the way it was defined 20 years ago, was a suppressive government Not necessar- it wasn't necessarily an elected government. It wasn't necessarily a monarchy. But a fascist – fascism is where the government decides what you can say, what you can do, what is right, what is wrong. And it gives you the 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 the, the it, it ultimately has the at its core it has this the collectivist mentality of you must do what is best for the common good 
In other words, for everybody else. You must forego your individual wants, needs, desires, whatever you have, for the collective good of all. Now, the problem with this is that that's a great and noble thing. It's very to lay your life down for everyone else. That's, that's a great and noble thing. The problem is it has to be done willingly. Having someone force you to do it no longer becomes any kind of virtue at all. Now, if the government wants you to do it and you go along with it, okay, why are you doing it? Are you doing it because you want to or because, you, because you're worshiping the government? That becomes really a motive, motive issue that just goes pretty deep there. But they like to add in all these other things. And this is, this is where it's starting to go at this point. We get to this point now where they're adding in far right wing. It was never a far right, right wing thing before. For some reason, the idea of Hitler and Nazism is considered far right wing. But Nazis are the National Socialist Workers Party. It is communism. It is socialism. And by the way, it was democratic socialism because they elected Hitler. He became a dictatorial leader. He became very oppressive to the people. My way or the highway is what it became. And by the way, Hitler wasn't the only one. He didn't force everyone to follow along with him. He, there are people who willingly went along with what he was saying. And there, you know, there are always those people who will stand around and go, well, I'm just doing my job. I'm just following orders. Yeah, that's what they said as they were put, putting people into ovens. I'm just following orders. I don't know. I don't know what's right and wrong. I'm just following orders. If it's up to me, I wouldn't be doing this, but I'm just following orders. Something doesn't seem right about it, but I'm just following orders. Our, many of our police departments now are, are falling into this situation. Just following orders. They told me to come down here and uh, tell you not to, to go away. You don't have a right to be here on the street. Just following orders. I'm just taking your guns away from you because I'm just following orders. Recently, I think it was New Mexico, governor, uh, is in a little bit of hot water right now because they, she uh, decided that she's going to declare a national emergency and declare that the Second Amendment is uh, no longer valid in her state because there's so much gun violence. Well, I've got news for you. Um, part of the issue there is uh, that your uh, border is not secure. See, uh, a few years ago, you didn't have this problem. Now, all of a sudden, you have this problem, and you wonder why. Why you have to declare an emergency, take away the... Even David Hogg is coming out against this stuff. He's the guy, he's the kid who was the, became famous overnight because of the shooting down in Florida. Then you had, I think, I think even a couple, couple of Looney Tunes on the left in the, in, the, in the Congress, I think, are even coming out against what she's saying. Can't just suspend the Constitution. 
At least they're recognizing this. Because if the one th- if there's one thing on the left that they hate, and this is Obama hates the Constitution. The only thing he likes about the Constitution is the Constitution gives him the freedom to take take the Constitution away. This is this is what they do. They, they study the Constitution. Now, now, supposedly, everybody says that Obama was a constitutional scholar. No, he was not. He was not even a a uh, full time college professor at Cambridge. He wasn't. He had nothing to do with that. He was a stand-in. What do they call an adjunct professor there or something? I'm sure. He, I don't. Even, I don't even think he has a doctorate. Actually, quite frankly, I don't. But he he would step in to teach on the Constitution. And, but his, his goal is subversion of the Constitution. He studies the Constitution to find its loopholes, its ways around it. He wanted to fundamentally transform our nation, not restore our nation, not make a better union. He wanted to completely transform. This is the beginning of the fundamental transformation of, our na- of, of America. Fundamental transformation. Uh, my dog's just started barking. I'm assuming it has something to do with the cat. That's usually what it has something to do with, typically. Uh, we'll find out. But the, hopefully the cat's still alive. Hopefully the dogs are still alive. Not sure what's going on there. Um, that doesn't look like anybody's at the front door, so I'll just uh, I'll just keep going. I'll just keep going with this. We have. Um, there's one other audio that I'd like to play. I think I may play it tomorrow and talk about it a little bit. And I, because it's today, I would just, it has to do with this, uh, one of the, the families of one of the fallen soldiers from Afghanistan. And he, he reads something before Congress that I think is, uh, it's, today's an emotional enough day for me. I don't really want to get any more, any further with it. Yesterday was kind of an emotional day. Um, I was participating in a church service, and I, I, I got to tell you, it was hard for me to. Uh, I, I mean, I choked my way through it, but it was. It's just one of those days where I just—I really have a. It's an overwhelming sense of, uh, of the presence of God, His holiness, and um, it's an overwhelming, you know, and just the, the level of grace and mercy that He has for us. It just—it just. It just Sometimes just turns me into a little ball of slobber, and I just, I, it's, so I just, I just don't know um, that I want to put myself through another audio that's going to bring me to that point where I just can't uh, can't get through it without sobbing. So I'm going to forego that for now. Let's keep talking about a few other things. So, the, but this this whole thing with with Joe Biden now, what, there's a couple different ways I think they're going to go. They are going to say, okay, he's, he's going to have a physical episode. He's going to have some kind of physical ailment. Something's going to happen where they're going to take him out at the last minute. Now, Gavin Newsom seems to be the one in the wings right now, in my opinion. Uh, he kind of fits the bill for everything that the left enjoys. And I, I think that he, uh, you know, he's made such a nice mess of California that it's time for him to move on and just mess up the entire country this way. He has the look. He has the used car salesman. I, the only way I know how to describe Gavin Newsom is if you took a used car salesman and a a 
bogus TV preacher, televangelist, someone who is phony, a phony televangelist. There, there are some people. There, there are some people on television who have ministries that I am okay with. And you got those others that are just uh, off the deep end, phony, fake. They're they're all about the money. It's just it's just a it's a scam. It's a sham. Disgusting. And and, and I. I if you could combine genetically the two of them, if you could fuse the two of those things, you got used car sales. If you're used, if you're a used car salesman, I've known some used car salesmen. They're actually very good people and did a very good job. But the typical used car salesman, there's a reason why people look for this. The stereotype is there for a reason. Most of them, I would say 80% of them, they get these pieces of junk in there. They fix it up to make it look okay. They clean, clean the thing, make it kind of, kind of put the shine on it. They don't tell you what's all it's they, – they know stuff that's wrong with it that they, they're not going to tell you. That's, what, that's, what, that's the problem right there. Now, it's a used car. And, most, and granted, most people go – here's the other side of it. In, in their defense, most people go into buying a used car as if they're buying a new car. Well, I bought this car. It's got 80,000 miles on it. But I bought this car and it, it, the fuel pump went out on it. And he won't fix that because it's a piece of crap. The car's a piece of crap. Okay, so you didn't pay $28,000 for a car. You paid $6,000 for a car because it's got 80,000 miles on it. And you were expecting a brand new car with a brand new warranty. See, what you need to do is go out and spend the $28,000. Now you can complain all you want to. Something breaks on that car. You go ahead and you complain. You decided to buy a 10-year-old car or a 9-year-old car with 60,000 miles on it, which is actually pretty low for a 9-year-old car, for a third the price or less, fourth the price. And you're complaining that something went, something broke down in the car. Now, if you buy a brand new car and something breaks down right away, it leaves you stranded. Okay, I get it. That's it's time to complain. But, but you know what? Even a, even a new car can break down. And people think about this stuff all the time. Well, we need a new car. I this car you know, left us stranded somewhere. Well, okay, I'll tell you what. You go down, you drive down the road about an hour, for, about, for about an hour. You drive down the highway for about an hour and count how many new cars, newer cars than yours you see sitting alongside the road. I guarantee you in 60 miles, you're going to see several nice new cars sitting alongside the road. Probably cars newer than the ones you're driving. There's no guarantee that that mechanical piece of Marvel is going to make it down the road anytime. They can fail. It's a mechanical device. It can fail. Anything can fail. You can hit, hit something and a tire blows out. There you are. Brand new car with a flat tire. Uh, who could have thought that could possibly happen? Rock flies up and chips, crashes your windshield. Well, who would have thought? Good luck finding the truck that did that. By the time you pull over and figure out what's going on. Yeah, it's, 
It's happened to me. It's happened to me. That's just the that's just the the way it is out there on the highway. So, and then and then of course they who do they blame? They blame the the car dealer. Now, but there are car dealers out there that are pretty shady. I, I not not all of them, but there are some that are. I, it is, I, what I hate is this. I, I went up to Michigan recently to look at a car. I was and I had the cash in my pocket. I was going to offer the guy cash, and I, I it was. Uh, it was a car that I, it's, I know a lot about, and they're Volvos, and I, I knew a lot about this Volvo, and I went up there to, to check it out. I went for a little drive. It, everything on the, mechanically, the car seemed fine. Uh, there were a few, few little issues. There was a window issue, electric, which I, I think I knew what, was that, what the problem was there. Nothing I couldn't fix on the car. Everything seemed to be okay. There was only one thing. It looked a little rough on the interior, but the, the one thing that really set me off was that it had a cigarette smell inside. It was a smoke, somebody, somebody smoking drove the, drove the car. And he said something about, well, my, my uh, brother-in-law will come over. He'll put a, a deodorizing bomb in there. And it'll take care of the problem. <laughs> no, 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 it doesn't take care of the problem. It masks the problem until the deodorizing bomb wears off and then smoke, the smoke smell is always there. The only way you can do it is get, use called, what's called an ozone generator. You run that thing for about 15 minutes in the car and it will literally take care of every single odor in that car. It's the only way to do it. I know now because I have one and I, I've used it on everything from my motorhome to my boat to my cars, everything I have. You can even use it in your house. If you're having a problem with odors in your home, you run that thing and I guarantee you the, the house, the odors will be gone. Well, so, so will your plants and your animals. So you have to make sure those things are removed because it, ozone does have to do, a, do a number on those things. But it will definitely take the odors out of your home and it, per permanently. Like it's, don't, they won't come back. And uh, until, until, you know, the dog poops on the carpet again. But it's, it's, not, it's, not a, uh, it's not something you can cover up. Let's put it that way. You have to break down the actual odor-causing material. Now, having said that, I went up there to look at this car. And I was ready to buy the thing. And uh, the only thing I didn't like was the, was the smell. He, and he said something about this doing this thing. And he said, now, well, this deal, this, he says, I'll take this much for it right now. He goes, but, but this deal is only good for, you know, for today. I'm not going to, in other words, he, what he was willing to take for it, he wasn't going to take it, take it tomorrow or the next day. I, I kind of looked at him like, oh, oh, so if I come up here tomorrow to pick up the car, so you only give me 24 hours to buy this car for that, that price. Yeah. After Thursday, it's going up in price. I'm like, Oh, well, good for you. And then you sell it for more than you. If, you, if that's the fact, I don't want to take this car from you. If you think you can sell it for more on Tuesday than you can today. This is a significant increase in the price, by the way. I said, well, on Friday, my offer will stand. If you haven't sold the car, just let, let you know. Uh, I'll, I'll call back. If I'm still interested in the car, I will call back and the offer will still stand. But well, no, no, it's, we're not, we're not going to take it on, on, on Friday. We're going to have to have more for it. I was like, okay, then I won't call back. Okay, that's fine. I won't. Uh, I saw the, saw the car again on Craigslist a couple days later. And it, of course, the price was higher. And I saw the car again the next week and the price was lower. And at the end of that week, uh, the price was even lower than what I was willing to pay for it. I did not go back and buy that car. I am not going to purchase a car from a guy who tries to pull that kind of, that kind of shenanigan on me. 
it's not going to do it. And it's not that I've ever taken, I don't think I've ever taken a used car back to a dealer before. I'm not that kind of buyer. I, I buy the car knowingly, knowing that pretty much, unless the block is cracked, but I can usually tell that just by taking the thing for a spin and taking a look at it. I, I know what to look for. I drive that car off a lot. I know what I'm getting pretty much. And there, there's, there can be some issues. If I buy it from an individual, whatever it is. I'm pretty sure I, I know what I'm getting into. And I know that there's unknowns that I'm also getting, and I'm aware, fully aware of that. And I'm willing to take that risk. And I'm not going to go back on the guy if something breaks going home, driving at home. Now, I might ask him questions like, hey, do you know how this is wired? Or do you know anything about this? I, I had to buy a motorhome and I, I had a problem getting the motorhome back home from Chicago. And I called him up. I said, hey, do you know anything about the wiring on this, on the transmission on this thing? Because it, was, it wasn't going out of first gear. It wasn't, wasn't shifting. I had to drive it about 10, 15 miles to a truck place to have it fixed. And, of course, they charged me $450 to replace a wire that had been chewed through by a mouse or something. And I could have found it if the guy would just give me some kind of – of course, it was snowing outside. There was about a one inch of slush on everything. I couldn't just get out and crawl underneath the thing and look for wiring. I, just, I couldn't find anything. So if I could have found that, I could have saved myself 450 bucks. But it was, it was one of those things where, you know, it just wasn't worth it. I took it in there. They, they looked at it, checked it out. It was, everything was fine. So I got that fixed. But the, uh, and I drove it home and everything was fine. However, uh, I, I did not go back on that guy. Why? He, no. Anyway. That's part of my deal too. When I when I buy something and I, and I make an offer, when I, especially when I lowball somebody, I, I will not lowball somebody. Say, hey, look, if you're willing to take this, I'll, I'll, I've got cash right now. I'll pay you this, and they can always say no. I know people who get mad at people for lowballing. Oh, he came in here lowball me. Oh, he came in here with this low low offer. Oh, oh it's almost insulting. No, that's what I'm willing to pay. I'm just telling you what I'm willing to pay. It's not insulting. Just say no. That's what it's worth to me, okay? So if you can find somebody that's worth something, I'm not obligated to buy that car from you. And you're not, you're not obligated to sell it to me. Now, if I get it for a deal, if, you, if you're willing to sell it for $2,000 less than you're asking for it, then guess what? I walk away and guess, guess what? I'm not going to come back on you either. I'm not going to come back and nickel and dime you and say, hey, well, the windshield wipers are broken. Or it needs new uh, circumference tires. Uh, you know, what's just, I need to do blinker fluid or something. I don't, it's, I'm not going to come back with that kind of stuff. It's my responsibility now. It's mine. Unless you, unless it's a stolen car or something like that, or some kind of ridiculous thing where the, you know, the title doesn't come through. That's a whole different story. Now you're, now you're talking about fraud. Anyway, how did I get off on this subject? Oh, fraud. Yeah. Uh, Joe Biden. So we have uh, different, different scenarios, I think, that we're going to be looking at in terms of what, how, the, how the Democrats are going to be pushing the upcoming election. I, I, I do not believe Joe Biden is going to be the candidate on the ticket in November of 2024. I do not believe he's going to be on there. If he is, I don't know that Kamala Harris is going to be the VP on, with running, his running mate. Um, they have got something in mind here. I'm sure, but I'm sure they're war rooming this whole thing out. Right at this point, they know that Joe Biden can't win. Even the news media is starting to say it. They're getting really concerned. 
They're asking Kamala Harris questions. Uh, this one lady on, on CNN, I think, was asking. They had a sit-down interview with the, with the vice president. And uh, she, she, they asked her a question. She said, so when do you see the, the viability of a, an unborn child? Uh, when do you see the viability for legislation-wise? What would be the limit on abortion? Like how many, how many weeks? And she said, well, we need to bring back Roe v. Wade, the, 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 uh, the rights that Roe v. Wade gave people. And we need to bring that back. We need to re- re- reinstitute that. She said, well, okay, but in the, in the legislation, where, where, do you, where do you think that, that we need to make that into law? Okay, well, where do you see the viability? Where, what will be the limit on that, on, on the abortion time? All she said, she said, she said, she gave her exactly the same answer. We need to bring back, look, we need to bring back Roe v. Wade, uh, reinstitute Roe v. Wade and put it into law. Okay, but within that legislation, there needs to be some kind of – because you see, the, the Roe v. Wade decision did not stipulate. So it, it left it up to the states to, to – but now if the federal government is going to take over as a federal law, which again is going to be knocked out and, and the Supreme Court is going to knock it back down again. You can't – you still can't regulate this from a federal level. But, but if, they, if they try to do it – you have to have something specific in the legislation as to when abortion is no longer legal. There has to that that language has to be in this because now you're talking about a law. And the law has to have a negative context. In other words, it has to come from a restrictive point of view. This is one of the things that I think Obama said a couple times that I think was very uh very telling about Obama's opinion, his, his point of view, his perspective of the Constitution, the Bill of Rights. Well, the Constitution is a, is a list of – the Bill of Rights is a list of negative liberties, saying what government can't do, do to you, which we need to have more positive liberties, uh, that saying what the government should do for you. Well, no, because the government is the foreoven by the people. So who, who, is going, who are you going to displace? Who are you going to dispossess in this process? What, what do you owe me? What does my neighbor owe me? The only thing they owe me is to give me freedom and legitimate, not not to intrude on my rights. They don't have the right to, or they don't have the obligation to make sure I have food and clothes and the government can't impose those things on someone else. This one, it's really interesting, this one TikTok thing I saw, saw just recently, or short, maybe it was a short. I think it was, I think it was uh, Officer Tatum, I think, Brent, uh, Brendan Tatum, I think it was the guy who put it on, but he was making a comment about this thing. And this, this, uh, <laughs> this lady's saying, okay, so I go out and I work, I work eight hours in a day, and I make so much an hour, and then my employer pays me, so that person then takes that money, that person gives me money, and then that they went out they went out and worked hard to make that money and they paid taxes on that money and then they want to give me some of that money so now i have to pay taxes on the money that they already paid tax on and then when i go and spend that money i have to pay tax on what i'm purchasing with that money sales tax and 
the person I'm buying it from then has to pay tax on what they made from on their on their income from what I just paid them. She goes, so out of a dollar, she starts, she starts going through kind of all these taxes. It's because this dollar is getting passed around. It keeps getting eaten up by the government just because it's getting passed around. The government's doing nothing in the process. All they're doing is taking a bite out of every time you... It changes hands. And facts be, tr be known, when your employer gives you $100 for the work you've done, they have to pay on their end, which you, don't even, you never see it. Let's say that they, on the top of your check, it says gross pay, $100. And of course, then you have all these deductions that you see on your little checking stub. Your federal tax, FICA tax, Social Security, all this stuff comes out of there. And then guess what? You, uh, you turn around and they, with something you don't ever see, they pay half of your FICA. So what you see on taken out of your check for FICA, they pay on the other side. They pay FICA tax as well with holdings. So it's, it's more. They, they could pay you that money, but they... You, don't ever, you never even see it, but they have to pay it. It's like a penalty for them for, for paying you, for, for hiring you. On top of workman's comp and everything else that the state, you know, state might, have, might impose on you as well. You never see that. And this lady is just kind of figuring it out. Wait a minute, what, what's with all the taxes? And then she goes and, you know, you go buy, buy gasoline for your car. Well, that, guess what? There's even more taxes in there, but they hide all those. All you see is the... You know, three ninety nine for a gallon of gas. You don't see how much tax that is. You don't even see the sales tax in there. Some states it's eighty cents. You're going to put on there for a four dollar. So it's, you know, it, it's just one thing after another like that. And then of course you you work all that time and you government sends you a check. You got to pay income tax on that as well. <laughs> Or you get, a, you get a benefit. You're like, you get a uh, disability check from the government. Ain't got a big income tax on that. Really? But people are waking up to this stuff. And I have to say also, uh, there's some evidence right now that the, the community, the African-American community, the brown uh, minority community, let's just say it that way, is starting to wake up. Uh, there's a lot more now. I, I'm seeing a trend. It is increasing. And in this trend, I don't see it ending for a while. President Trump was recently at a rally. And he was choking back tears. And this, this was uh, probably, uh, and of course, news media is never, ever going to want you to see this. But he was talking about the greatness of this country. And he he paused for quite some time and you could tell he was trying to choke back tears. And the crowd went nuts. 
he was recently on a uh, an interview. Um, I think he was interviewed by Tucker Carlson recently at, during the uh, debates, and and it was um, the news media hates that because it makes him look like a normal human being and not this monster that they've created in their heads. And now he's even coming out and speaking out against Big Pharma. That was the one thing I was, I was struggling with with Trump was that he was, he kept pushing the vaccines. I think it was partially the, the, the pride that he had for getting it done, getting the vaccines out there. But now he realizes that he was, he, I think he realizes that he had the wool pulled over his eyes. That Fauci was like an inside plant in this whole thing. And now they're coming out again. Oh, we're masking up again. We're masking up and we're, or, you know, everybody needs to be vaccinated. If you're, if you're more, older than six months, if you're not older than six months, you probably can't understand what I'm saying at all. But if you're older than six months, you should have the vaccine. That's what they're saying. Oh, but by the way, the CDC just put out a report and said that if you have the vaccine, uh, this new strain, by the way, is very dangerous for you. It can create, there's a certain kind of infection that you can get. That vaccinated people can get if you've been vaccinated. I'm not sure how they're going to get around this. This is kind of a tough situation for them. Megan Kelly just recently came out and said she was vaccine injured. Uh, the numbers of people who were affected by the vaccine are, is starting to come out now. And it's getting worse. Some of the side effects of this thing that they tried to hide for 70 years uh, are, are starting to become much more obvious. So... We have um, have an interesting week ahead of us. I have, uh, I'm going to try to get this posted. Hopefully my internet works quickly this morning. I don't have a whole lot of time to mess around. We have an interesting show tomorrow. I think uh, we'll see what happens with some of the news that we we get this week. Uh, Again, all the things that are happening with Mitch McConnell, with Biden, the the election, how they're going to game plan this whole thing and how it's all going to work out. don't be shocked if Hillary Clinton steps back into some kind of a role in the next couple of months with the uh, with the primaries and everything else that's going on. But I I I think they're going to have Joe. I think they're going to eliminate the primary. I don't think they're going to have primary. I, I think they may. They there's a very good possibility. Let's put let's put it this way. It's a fifty percent chance they're going to eliminate the primary. Now by doing so, they can they can c- completely eliminate uh, Robert F. Kennedy from the situation. They can also eliminate a lot of other issues. And then the DNC can simply, if they want to replace Joe Biden, they can replace him with whoever they want to. It pretty much becomes a super delegate thing and they can just decide on their own. So it steps out of the hands of the people altogether, which is all what, that's what democracy is supposed to be. They're all concerned about the, the risk to our democracy. And yet within their own organization, they are the worst people when it comes to democracy. They, they pick who your, who your next leader is going to be. You can't, it's not, not, not a democratic process. So once again, folks, thanks for listening. And uh, what we're going to do is as this week goes on, uh, I will try to be 
I may have some evening shows. I may have some early morning shows, or I might have some evening shows that get posted in the morning. I'm not sure how I'm going to do that yet. Uh, it is possible for me to do that. I can record in the evening, post it, and then it doesn't come out until the next day. I may have to do some of that. It's, it's going to be kind of a crazy week uh, looking at my schedule ahead, so I'm not exactly sure how it's all going to pan out. But um, hopefully, once again, as we remember those who gave their lives on 9-11 as well as those who were the innocent people who were killed horrifically killed on 9-11 2001 Um, a very uh, somber time pray for our nation pray for our leaders God Uh, just yeah God bless